Hello, friends and fellow adventurers. Welcome to the MinMax Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. As always, we'd like to invite you to come join our Discord, where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show. And if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way, you can check out our Patreon. And a shout-out to all of those at our big number level and above. Rock Jedi, Wolf, Blardimus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, Elisa Ellie, Das Chris, Fizzgig, AC Goldner, Jason K, Jamie H, Slayer4967, Ope, just gonna sneak right past you there, Dickie Lopez, Licky Topez, Carnifex, Alex K, Mordine, Doma El Laca, Dr. Grinnis, Forevermore, Frank L, Just Mike Works, Ross D, Treehugger, Darren W, Gold Rhino, Indie Link, Tawdry Monster, Fig Tear, and Zach S. New patrons this week at the at the table level. That's one of the big ones. Rob! At the big number level, it's Sleeve, who wants a shout out to his boy Benny Hanna, who is probably about to die in the Darklands. Sounds like a certain group of circus performers I know. Moving from the build up to the big number level, Joe! And at the opening act, Angelo P. Thank you all so much for your support. And now a recap of session 98. After the reporter from Absalom interviews us, we head over to talk to the professor. We discuss fixing up Fortune's Hall to be a home base of sorts and a business. Jeb also uses Regenerate to fix the professor's scars and voice. He is appreciative. We then head to the final tower where we meet someone named Unakite. She's with a group called the Empty Stones. This tower does not have an Aeon Stone. She tells us of a fifth one down in the Darklands, in a place called the Vault of the Black Sands. We have a strong moral dilemma with following after Aradin's genocide by taking more orbs from the Zolgaths. However, it doesn't even seem that there are any Zolgaths in the area anymore. Eventually, we decide to at least go check it out. Unikite says to give them a week and they'll help us get there. Apparently, teleportation magic doesn't really work very well in the Desert of the Black Sands. How plottily convenient. We head back to town and encounter the Kobold and Stegosaurus, and we invite them to be part of the circus. We put on a show. After a week, we return to the tower, and the empty stones give us some info. We're told to find an area called the Cradle of Worms, and within it, a pyramid called Zolkandur. There's some mysterious ancient texts that say, The Azure Eye. Sunken Titan and Crown of Teeth each gaze upon the legendary Zulkandur, but none can see it completely. Who the fuck knows what all that means? We get everything set and prepare to be teleported down to the Darklands. As you are teleported, you get the familiar feeling of being teleported a vast distance. So sorry, we're leaving the entire circus at this town? Yep. yep. So we can go to the fucking vault of dark stands or something? Yep. Okay. To get yourself the either the resonant reflection of the Aeon Orb, and they did amend a little bit after a little research, after the whole moral dilemma, that in fact you can just bring back the resonance that you get within yourselves, but they also ask that you bring the orb back to help fight the welt. Fuck them! Fuck <laughs> them! <laughs> I'll just cast a few natures. I'm pretty sure, like, once I'm primal, once I have, like, my primal spells, I can just... When I'm a primal hem of Ruffafant, I can probably just hear the whole land. Just make it happen, right? Yeah. 20th level druid, yeah. just wave a hand. And I can just destroy it all as a 20th level wizard. We're just fighting a war. Just fix that thing that Tarbafons did, you know? <laughs> I kind of like the idea of the Jeb and the Wiz just in a constant war of bringing the land back and destroying the land and bringing the land back. <laughs> Got like a Gim- Gimli and Legolas kind of thing going on. You exterminate a whole species. That still only counts as one. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. When you arrive at your destination, you are immediately hit by how damp and claustrophobic and echoey it is down here. It almost feels like there's pillows over your ears. It opens up into a cavernous room, cavern-hewn walls, and you can see beyond it multifaceted colored light sparkling from beyond, as well as what sounds like this... Almost like somebody dragging their fingers over a wine glass. And you can see that in front of you, the sparkle of thousands of colorful crystals are illuminating this cavern, the spacious cavern in front of you. And those strange echoes fill the air. Along with the sound of that, you know, ringing crystal, you can hear, like, the faint drips of water, but they seem to be magnified thousandsfold by the time they reach your ears at the opening of this cavern. I mean, multicolor light seems like the wizard's kind of place. I do like colors. And I'm assuming it's, like, pitch black? Well, no, there's lights. I mean, if there's multicolored lights... <laughs> yeah, the multicolored lights coming from the crystal. Oh, that is that is cool. Those crystals are actually colored. Yeah, I like that. They're really pretty. Oh, it's purple. Uh, it's kind of a shitty purple. <laughs> a shitty I like the blues, though. That... It looks like amethyst. The purple. Everyone like choose your jewel. Choose your kyber crystal. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. That's what it made me think of. Can we somehow get turtled with lightsabers? Is that spell in this book? Imagine a tiger with lightsaber teeth. A lightsaber tooth tiger. Oh, God. (laughs) She better be careful when she closes her mouth. (laughs) Goes to lick her lips, just cuts her tongue off. (laughs) The ceiling in this spacious cavern is about 40 feet high throughout the chamber. As you creep into this space, everybody give me a perception check. Not great. Uh, 39. 41. So as you're all walking into this cavern and this just explosion of color dancing in front of your eyes, the wizard and Jebediah both notice that in some of the smaller crystals uh, that are sprouting out from the ground rise several creatures. They look really familiar. Uh, Can I make a check on them? We're going to jump right into initiative from there. All right. We're fighting the crystals. Oh, those ones that like lights. Oh, no, these. That's not what I was expecting at all. The fuck? Emus. Emus? The, 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 the emo frost emus. emus. The They're coming emus. from the lights? Or from the rocks, I mean? You guys killed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The initiative rolls. So these three creatures, the wizard would recall them as being called Cthujas. And the Cthulhu was the emu-like bird that you encountered at Fortune's Hall. There are three of them, and they are darker in color than the ones that you saw in Fortune's Hall. Maybe some sort of Darklands variant or subspecies of the Cthulhu that you fought up on the surface. But now, amongst the the wind chime-sounding crystal cavern, we're in initiative, and at the top of round one, Jebediah with a 46. At the top of round one, I concede to the whiz. Jeb delays. Yeah. I'll delay to behind Peach Pie. Right. I don't remember offhand if I ever made a knowledge check on these guys. You did. I'm assuming. 
I did. Do we remember I do recall. what I know or what, what happened? Yeah, I'll cover a few things with you just kind of as a, as a reminder. But give me a recall knowledge check because this is a different. This is a variation of the ones you saw on the surface. Single action. Uh, Thirty-seven legendary. That is absolutely a success. Uh, given your previous information that you have, I'm going to turn that into a critical success. There's a couple of things about the Cthulhu, but I will give you three pieces of information right out of the gate. Same I always ask. Resistances, weaknesses, immunities. Resistances to Sonic. Resistance Sonic 15. Uh, no weaknesses and no immunities. Oh, you're supposed to ask what's his lowest save. We'll figure that out through combat. <laughs> Just kind of naturally <laughs> happens. We'll get there. <laughs> One of the other things that the Cthulhu's are known for are their warbling song. They have this strange... Oh, I remember the song. This is a fucker that makes you, like, infatuated or whatever. So, yeah, it actually causes nearby creatures to lash out violently and without control. Good thing we all go first and we're going to kill them all anyways. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, initiatives are not looking the greatest for them. So, Wizard, after that action, what do you do with your third and second action? Third and second action. I don't know why I said it like that. Second and third action. Damn it, I took Eclipse Burst out of my lineup. Whoops. Why in the world? would hit, like, all of us. Wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> um, Start a book five with a bang. Kill everybody. Something's a 20-foot burst. Is that 20-foot diameter or a 20-foot radius? It's a radius. Is the burst. Is it the radius? Oh, okay. Yeah, the 20-foot burst, you just put it on an intersection. Oh, it's intersection or is it middle yeah. of the... Intersection. It does have to be an intersection. Yeah, I won't do that spell because you guys are probably going to run into melee, aren't you? And this is a spell that would actually still stay in that area. They're absolutely running in there. <laughs> uh... It's, it sounds like cloud kill. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I was just going to drop a cloud kill in the middle of the room. Cloud kill or just is? I was, I was just going <laughs> to drop a cloud kill in the middle of the room. Um, it may or may not actually be cloud kill. It, it was cloud kill. I don't really have great spells for this situation. How do I have so many goddamn spells, but I don't have spells for this? You're an outside caster. I took away most of my out. I don't even have a cliffs burst. I'll, I'll just, I'm just going to use a fucking cantrip right now. I, I can only even see one of them anyways. Number three, uh, I will fire a ray of frost at him. As you are using an action for the verbal component for the spell, the weird play on sounds that is happening in and around this cavern causes your verbal components to fluctuate unexpectedly. Roll a d20. Seven. It almost sparks for a moment before it goes off, but you are able to get your spell off. Right. Uh, with positioning, do you want to say that he is lesser cover or cover? Or I want lesser cover on that one for lesser certain. Cover. Yeah. I, I, I assumed something. So okay. Where how how close it is to that to the crystal formation that it's coming neck out of? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, I can just barely see him. So I get a thirty-six to hit. Thirty-six hits. Okay. Uh, 29 damage. Ray of Frost cascades, and this aura of blue bounces off and around all of the crystals. It's really pretty as it goes, flies through the air. Then after the wizard, Moonlight, it's your turn. Okay. You did hear that odd thing that the verbal components were doing when the wizard casts a spell, but... Mm. 
rules question when using a cantrip if it's something that says like twice your spell level I would imagine that means twice of the highest spe- spell level you can cast so it'd be like an it'd be like an eighth level spell what cantrip are you talking about I've never actually used this before and this is a time I could use it my blood component substitution so I can substitute my own blood to not have to use a verbal component oh but the cost is lose hit points equal to twice the spell's level. Oh, the spell's level that you cast. Yes. So if you're casting a cantrip, what does that? Yeah, is that considered an eighth level spell? Do I lose 16 hit points? It doesn't specifically say. But I guess heightened, doesn't it say? Is heightened to half your... For a typical spellcaster, this means its level is equal to the highest level spell slot you have. So a cantrip is automatically heightened. So if you use, uh, if you cast a cantrip with your blood component substitution, it will deal you damage as though you're casting an 8th level spell. Which is what we would use if we were trying to counteract something, too, is that's considered an 8th level spell, so... Correct. Interesting. That makes sense. I just hadn't thought about it before. Kikes. Because they're not as good as 8th level spells. And now the question is, what do I want to do with that information? <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> I'm going to use that. I'm going to, use, I'm going to cast Phantasmal Calamity as a sixth level spell. Okay. And you're substituting the verbal component for... With, with my blood. Your blood. Your sap. Your precious amber. That's fucking hot, dude. So it's six level spell, so I take 12 wounds. And this pop. It's the wood vein splitting in moonlight, and it's black sap. Comes oozing out. Becomes part of the spell casting. Fucking metal. We need a will save from all three of them. All three? All right, yep. here we go. Well, they didn't do too hot. Damn! We got a 35 for a failure, a 26, which looks like it critically fails, and then a 31, which also fails. Well, thanks to level 15, those are all failures. One level ago, they would not have... I'm now at a 36 DC. Man, that's huge. So they all take 11 D6, while the one takes 22 D6. Oy. So yeah, all this 11 D6, and now I'm going to need a reflex save. So how much damage did you do? Uh, I did 44 base, 88 to the, to the one that critically failed. And then uh, the reflex save for the one that requires it is a 27. Uh, yeah, that is a failure. Woof, what's that mean for them? So I don't know what these things uh, fear and what a calamity would be to them, but whichever, what that... Depression. Depression. <laughs> I would think happiness. I mean, they're like, but they were emo emus, so... Warble, warble. Sadness, sadness. I mean, happiness, sadness. Sad, sad, yep. Sadness. Um, <laughs> so whatever is in its mind that it, it's afraid of, it's stunned in fear. So each of the flightless birds individually in their mind's eyes see them scream, like their their companions nearby screaming at them, and then they themselves look down and start pecking their own bodies to bloody pieces. And the one that is stunned just cannot do anything about it. The other two pull themselves out of it, but still take that damage. Uh, And it gets a new will save at the end of each of its turns. Well, then after Moonlight deals some damage and stuns a flightless bird, Peach Pie, it's your turn. 
Yeah. Well, I can't see anything from where I'm at, so I'm going to need to move up. Hey, there's some things. I guess I'll move up to there. Just to the north of this thing that's to the south. <laughs> and uh, second action rage. Yeah, to the north of the thing that's to the south, by the yellow yeah, crystal. So, so very descriptive. <laughs> Extremely. The three of them are coming out of crystals that are hiding or uh, dotted throughout the cavern here. Peachway's going for the one in the middle. I can't even see the other ones. The rest are hidden to me behind crystals. Yes, second action rage, third action attack. 43. 43 is a hit. And we'll deal him 52 damage. He does resist some of that damage because your hammer has that sonic rune. Gotcha. So he resists all of the sonic damage that you dealt. Okay. Which only brings it down to 48. It was four sonic damage. That's my turn. All right. Well, after this one just gets bodied by Peach Pie's hammer, Jebediah, it's your turn. Jebediah. 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 Does things. And everyone's dead. Yay. Roll credits. End scene and cut. Okay. uh, (laughs) Turtle. (laughs) Just south of number two, like that big blue thing. Like how high off the ground is it? Like, could Turtle sit there, is what I'm getting at. Could she be right here? Yes. Uh, yes. Entering okay. into those crystal blades, they're like patches of spikes, mm-hmm. that's moving into difficult terrain. She'll just chill right there with the cat bounce. No flanking for me. Turtle leaps. Turtle connects. 43 to hit. 43 hits. 26 damage. 26. She'll attempt another attack. Claws on this? Nope, still just doing trust. She doesn't like dirt in her claws, dude. <laughs> and then Jeb will go, and he's going to go distract this one. Uh, Jeb move around, moves around and engages the one on the west. That one's stunned also, for now. He'll distract the stunned one. Yeah, distract the stunned one. <laughs> he, he don't know no better. He doesn't know he's stunned. <laughs> he wasn't paying attention at the time. All right. Um, and then I'll strike once with a 35. 35 hits. To hit the stunned bird and get 46 damage. Stunned bird gets sliced. And that will concede my turn there. Go, go. Go, go, birds. Go, birds. After Jebediah, we are going to go over to the Cthujas, the flightless birds. The one that's right in front of Peach Pie is going to get to go first. He does not really get the opportunity to do a five-foot step here because he is in these crystal spike grass is what it's called. That's difficult terrain, and they can't step out of it. So, instead, it's going to use its first two actions to give a strange, undulating cry. And I need everybody to give me a will save. I have my ears plugged. Assuming this is a magical effect? Yes, it is a magical effect. Is it a mental effect? Yes, it is. An auditory. Is it an auditory? Okay, you got me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Any other traits you want to throw out at me? Is it evocation? No. Illusionary? (laughs) No. (laughs) I choose to disbelieve. Yeah, that's fine, dude. Okay. I rolled very badly. I rolled well. I got a 43. Uh, Nothing fantastic. Uh, A turtle with a 32, Jeb with a 38. Okay, so turtle fails. Jeb gets a 38, is going to succeed, which... Which is a critical success. Boom. Moonlight gets a... 43. 43 is a success, and finally Wizard gets a... 31. Which is a failure. Peach Pie got a 32, which I assume is also a failure. 
Yes, yes, a 32 is a failure. Sorry, I don't know how I skipped over there. That... Now, his ability also has the incapacitation trait, so everybody take their success and move it up one. I go to a success, which means I go to a critical success. I'm Jeb now. <laughs> Super success! So even the wizard goes up to a success. Well, the only way for anybody to actually fail that was to get a critical failure, and wizard didn't after getting a three on the die. That plus four helps. Yeah, where'd the plus four come from? Mind blank. Oh shit! That's it, right. new feet. It's the eighth. No, it's the eighth level spell I cast every day. Oh, that's right. That's, that's what right. It was. That's right. Just wasting an eighth level spell to do stupid shit. <laughs> like give him a plus four <laughs> to mental stuff. Anything mental. The warbling song doesn't affect anybody. So with the Cthulhu with its third action is going to attack Peach Pie with its beak and get a 37 to hit. I don't hit. What if its name was Lou? Lou? It could be the Cthulhu Lou. Lou, 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 I got some apples. Lou, 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 you got some too. Lou, 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 let's make some applesauce. Take off our pants in. Lou, Lou, Lou. <laughs> the fuck? I had to, I heard Lulu. It has to be finished every time. Every time? <laughs> Alright. So, Peach Pie gets jabbed in the chest with a beak for 31 points of piercing damage. Oh. And that's its turn. It takes us over to the stunned Cthulhu. He gives a will save, Moonlight. Yeah, do you want me to drop it on him, or do you want to roll it yourself? I got it. Well, that's a 7 on the die for a 27 total on the will save. Yeah, that's still a failure. Alright. It's still stunned. My hit was so strong, he can't even move, guys. <laughs> well, that's going to take us over to the third, uh, the, or the final Cthulhu in the order at the bottom of round one. It's going to use his first action to take a couple of steps up, and he is two, he's ten feet away from Peach Pie, and that long neck reaches out and stabs at Peach Pie. Does a 42 hit? It does. All right, Peach Pie, take 20 points of piercing damage. And it's going to give you another stabby stab. Uh, this time, getting a 37 to hit. It does. All right. And Peach Pie take an additional 32 points of damage. Okay. It's just going all Woody Woodpecker on your chest. Anyways, that was... Gross. Yeah, it was really gross. <laughs> I, I, it. I hated it. <laughs> Wizard, it's your turn. I can't see shit, so I got to use my first action to move into the room and so I can actually see stuff. These medium creatures have reach with their beak. Yeah. I guess they got long-ass necks. What am I thinking? Long-ass necks. Uh, I move right in front of Moonlight, uh, about 10 feet away from the closest enemy, and I am going to cast Electric Arc on the one closest to me and the one that Peach Pie is in combat with. That should be exactly 30 feet for the arc. So those are the two not-stunned Cthulhu's that they're flanking Peach by. I think Jeb's got the stunned guy just fine. Reflex saves here, then. Those are drastically different results. So we got a 31, which looks like it fails, and then a yep. 41, which is a regular success. Correct. And that was for a reflex save for electric arc. Damage. That's... Oh, that's pretty bad. 84, and I rolled five ones. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I mean, the other three days kind of made up for it being a four, a four, and a three, but fuck. Uh, 21 damage. 
I'm 84 All right. plus 5. One of them's going to take full damage. The other one uh, just is, is able to ground it much faster, being closer to the wall, maybe. I don't know. I rolled 16 on 8d4. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I mean, that's that's, ha- that's half. That's average. So come on, let's go. Is it? Not with the plus 5. Oh, you weren't counting the plus 5. Okay. Yeah, you bad. You bad. That's, 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 that's real bad. <laughs> that's, that's my turn, though. Then after the wizard, Moonlight, it's your turn. Uh, I'm gonna go dip into the well that I like so much. We're gonna do some hideous laughter on number one. I'm not gonna come back on it for the wizard. I was gonna say, don't I have to make the You should be making a a flat check for the spell. Good thing you're not going back on it. Yeah, I'm not (laughs) gonna go back on it. Oh no, his ten damage would have got deleted. (laughs) Yeah. Ten damage went through. Fuck you, Tyler. <laughs> I'll let it pass because the turn went by and I didn't ask for it. Uh, Moonlight, you're about to cast a spell. Gonna use my blood substitution. It's a level two spell, so only four damage. And I need a will save from Mr. Cthulhu one. All right. Well, he gets a 26 total. <sighs> That's a critical failure. He, he falls prone and can't use actions or reactions for one round, and then is slowed for oh, slowed one and can't use reactions. <laughs> <laughs> I think an emo laughing would be quite hilarious. Just, <laughs> just like throwing its neck back and. So yeah, he's uh, prone, can't use actions or reactions for one round, and then is slowed one and can't use reactions as long as I continue to uh, sustain it. Oh man! All right. Well, that one is. Uh pretty well and controlled over there. There you guys go. There's only one creature that can do anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Moonlight's completely occupied the other two. <laughs> or something. I don't know. Anyways, Peach Pie, it's your turn. Well, I'm gonna make it stop making that noise. By killing it. Yeah, the one behind you is the one that's... Yeah, no, I'm just gonna kill the one that's in front of me. Oh, okay. But first, we're going to take a five-foot step so I get flanking with Mr. Turtle. How would you look at that? Isn't it a Miss Turtle? Miss Turtle. I was Turtle. just going to ask the same thing. Spencer <laughs> flip-flops on the gender so much. She's, new- she's neutered. It's hard to know. <laughs> <laughs> she's neutered. I'm pretty sure it's spade then, but that's okay, right? She's spade. 45. 45 is a critical hit. I'm fairly certain all circus animals would be, right? You'd think. I would imagine. 92 damage. Damn. And I knock it prone. 92. Um, dear God. Resist some of it because of that Sonic, but still. Uh, do I just let Turtle finish it off? Yeah. That's like average damage. For you know how excited rolls. Turtle would be to kill this thing? A bird? Uh, my third action. <laughs> Good call on getting the flanking there. That was what got the critical hit. Can I fit between these crystals? Where are you thinking? I don't know. What are you thinking? I think I'm just going to move to here. Up to the Cthulhu that can't attack you with an A attack of opportunity? Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Couldn't Cthulhu 2 attack him, though? Yeah, it doesn't actually have attack of opportunity. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. Tyler lying to us again. Yup. Then after Peach Pie, Jebediah, it's your turn. Turtle's going to attempt to murder a bird. Oh, no. Oh, no. She's sad she might have failed Peach Pie, but then she's okay with it. Manages. She gets a 39. 39 does hit. Does a 22 end it? That ends its life. Turtle has a meal. Seems like the perfect meal. <laughs> Turtle spends the rest of combat playing with its food. And that was two, so 
Jeff will try two strikes on number three that is still stunned. It is still stunned. Not doing hot. How's the 36? 36 hits. 36 damage on my 36 to hit. Boom. How about 31? 31 misses. Zero damage. And after Jebediah and continuing to wail on that one, that stunned creature is going to get its will save here. But it gets that at the end of its turn, right? Correct. Yeah, I don't think it's really going to matter, to be honest with you. Gets a 29. No. Yeah, doesn't matter. Then after it wastes its turn and doesn't recover from the image of it stabbing itself in the chest repeatedly, that's going to take us over to the one that's laughing on the ground, uses its first action to... Gets no actions. Uh Oh, Oh, it gets no actions? For one round, it gets no actions. Oh. Because of the critical failure. We've never actually had a hideous laughter critical failure before, so... Yeah, I didn't realize it was that bad if you critically failed. So it's just stunned for one round? Um, it doesn't say stunned. It's just laughing so hard it c- uses no actions. Oh, it just says it can't use actions yep. or reactions for one round. Wow. Correct. Well, I suppose that means you can't recover with any sort of spell or item or anything that would recover from the stun condition. But it still that ha- gives the stun condition, essentially. Essentially. But technically not. I guess fuck my turn, then. Wizard, top of round three. It's your turn. Uh, I will do a reach electric arc to add 30 feet and actually be able to hit the two remaining Cthujas. Go ahead and give me a flat d20 roll. 15! Now I'm not going to get you. You missed your chance. (laughs) I did. I absolutely (laughs) missed my chance. (sighs) All right. Well, then uh, the spell goes off here. Let's get some reflex Reflex. Got a 27 and a 34. God, that 27 was so close to crit fail. Um, Yeah, they both fail. Bazap. One away. Let's see if I can roll better damage. Much. Much. Yes, it's quite a bit better. 27 damage on the 8d4 plus 5. Well, they're both going to take all of it. And the one is laughing, so it doesn't really care. Not a single one, listeners. Not a single (laughs) one. (laughs) Gotta make up for five of them in your last 8d4. Yeesh. Alright, well, after the wizard gets off that electric arc, Moonlight who is just locking this combat down right now. Um, I still use a... I'll throw a book at Cthulhu 1. I'm not going to use the blood substitution, so I'll give you that roll. I get a 12. That's going to succeed. Spell gets off. I'm going to see if that shadow signet is an action or if that's free. Fuck, that's free. Shadow signet's a free action? Yep. What the busted piece of shit? Are you kidding me? So, I've already seen it's got a pretty low reflex save from Ted doing stuff. I'm going to go against its reflex save instead of its AC. Alright. So this is a little weird because I'm making a ranged spell attack. Against its reflex against DC? Against its reflex DC. Okay. So I get a 41. Damn. A 41 is a success, but not a critical success. So close to a critical success. Um, Off by one. I wonder how that works with, like, prone and stuff. Because prone only reduces AC. And since I'm choosing not to go against this AC, I would think it would not affect it. Oh, that is... So then you're looking at, like, things like Frightened would still affect it, because that's a DC. Correct. You know? So you can still prep it if you need to. So, like, yeah, I could still do, like, Frightened or Sickened or whatever. Fucking Shadow Signet. Um, so yeah, book them. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a hit. 33 damage. You book them. 33 
Well, then after Moonlight gets the book all warmed up and smacks a Cthulhu around, Peach Pie, it's your turn, looming over a laughing prone bird. Guess we're just going to have to kill it. Hope it's not endangered. 41 to hit? That'll Let's bring hit. his leg back. I can resurrect him in a later date. <laughs> I'll bring him back. 56 damage. 56. And we'll attack a second time. 30 to hit and miss. 30 will miss. Well, I guess I'll just attack a third time and see what happens. No. Done. Those are pretty bad rolls on the second and third attack, but he still took that big hit in the front. That's going to take us over to Jebediah. Despite the fact that you're slicing this one in front of you real good, it's still just standing there, stunned. 45 into... Yeah, 45 to get into that square because of the difficult terrain. Yes, sir. Cap ounce. And it's flanking. Although 43 to hit a 43 hits the bird. Not a critical hit, but it's still a hit. Add one damage to that for my sneak attack. Done. And then we'll attempt another bite. Come on, turtle. 34. That'll hit because it's prone. 25. Add three for sneak attack damage. Wouldn't that have been a crit with flanking? It should be a critical hit. He's right. So the cat gets a critical for 46 and a regular for 28. And then Jeb will go try to finish off number three with a 14 on the dice for a 40 to hit. 40 hits. That poor dumb. 35. (laughs) I almost feel like this is... Is this an anathema to like just murder something that's done? They're beast, not animal. Is that okay? You know, the beast trait? Yeah, sure. I'll feed in my cat. That's saying that it's still like going into the, the circle of life. There right? you go. <laughs> Waste not, want not. <laughs> well, then after Jeb lops the head off of this bird. I'll just go over to make sure this one knows that it's next. Oh, okay. And be done. All right, then after Jeb, that last Cthulhu is going to scrabble frantically to its feet and then run away. I'll hit it as it does so. Oh, God, I hit it. Oh, this poor thing. It goes all the way through Jeb's and Peach. Wait, can we take advantage of it to flank right there if we choose when to hit it? I mean, I get flanking with Turtle anyway. Oh, can I? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, never mind. So, you're asking if you can choose when to hit it when it's moving through your threatened squares? It's gonna die. It's dead. Oh, yeah, it's dead before it even stands up. It has 9 HP. Peach Pie smacks it before it even gets a chance to get up. It's probably going to be a full meal, the turtle. Let's go see if they have some eggs, have some, some big omelets. And that finishing blow rings throughout the cavern. Is that muted too? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 weird. The, the way sound bounces off and around you know, all the facets of these crystals really makes it do strange things. Peach Pie smack this Cthulhu in front of you, but you heard it from behind you and things like that. If there are eggs, can Turtle be the egg mother and incubate the babies? No, I called dibs on that. <laughs> You're going to incubate them? Yep. All right. Well, anybody searching for eggs, go ahead and give me a perception check. As you are searching around, you notice that there is another tunnel that leads out of this spacious cavern with all the crystals deeper in. I'm not searching for eggs. I'm just searching to see if any of these crystals are worth anything. <laughs> like a 27. <laughs> All right. What do we get on, uh, aside from Moonlight's 27? What do we got on perception checks here, guys? Uh, 37 from the Wiz. 34. 
Peach Pie, you do actually find that underneath where each of them were standing at the beginning of combat, they were actually very nearby a nest. So each of them has a nest where there are three large eggs, about the size of ostrich eggs, actually. Jeb, do you want these eggs? You guys want some ostriches in the zoo? Why did I not find it with a higher perception than Peach Pie? Shut up, Ted. I'm getting to you. I'd be down for it, or we could eat them. Either way. I was going to make omelets. They got nine large ostrich-sized eggs, or ostrich egg-sized eggs. Eggs the size of ostrich eggs. I hand them to the wizard to either incubate or eat. Well, as you hand over the eggs to the wizard, the wizard's standing over another nest that he found. But these eggs all seem to be encrusted with the gems of the cavern. Almost like maybe they're petrified in this crystal somehow. They're absolutely gorgeous and huge. I go burn a building down with myself in it with the eggs. Am I now the (laughs) clown of dragons? Clown of dragons. Not of dragons. Clown of (laughs) Cthulhu. So I just wasted a nat 20 to figure out if there's anything special about these eggs. Just like recalling knowledge or examining the encrusted eggs. I got a 52 with my nat 20. Goodness gracious. A 52. Uh, Well, these uh, Cthulhu eggs were absolutely not how Cthulhu's laid their eggs. They're about to hand you eggs that are actual Cthulhu eggs. But the life cycle of the Cthulhu is really strange. They seem to have put themselves into this cavern which they're not normally in and maybe the mother or the layer of these particular eggs abandoned them, or they died somehow, and these eggs died, but exposure to something in this cavern, maybe, or just something about these crystals, now that they're growing all over these petrified eggs. They're worth 1,500 gold to the right buyer, all piece. How many were there? Three. Into one of my bags of holding they go. Three crystallized Cthulhu eggs. And then there's nine regular ones as well? Nine regular Cthulhu eggs, yes. Okay. Those also will go into a bag of holding. So you're saying if we leave the eggs here, they might become crystal encrusted and make be worth a lot of money. <laughs> it's not going to happen in like a day or two, though. <laughs> need a, need, a, need one of those age spells or whatever. You're like. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So you find the eggs in this chamber. What would you say the weight is of those, roughly? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give them a, a single bulk apiece. Single bulk? Okay. Yeah, they're big. A piece? They're big. Nine and, bulk? They're big and weighty. Holy fuck. It's fine. I was like, I just need to use up the wizard's, wizard's bulk. <laughs> you will never use my, know. Like, my actual capacity. Like, it's not going to happen. Like, <laughs> How much is your capacity out of curiosity? It's fucking stupid. That's all I can... I, I don't remember the last time I added it up. <laughs> it's a lot. I have 191 written on my sheet right now. I don't know if that's updated or not, though. You don't know if that's before, the, or, before or after the most recent extra-dimensional space? Yeah. Good God. I mean, just my bags of holding is 175 together. It's a lot of bulk. Sounds like you're taking them all. What do you do next? Uh, continue on. All right, so if you're moving on, what's your marching order? Who goes first? Peach by or Jeb? Peach by Jeb, go ahead and give me perception checks as you're making your way through this short cavern hallway into the next room. Not great. 26. So this room is 
another room where there are crystals that are covering the walls of the cavern. You guys don't have any light sources, do you? Nope. Don't need them. We have the resonance of light. We have dark vision. All right, just want to make sure to see if there was any, see if you had any lights. No reason to announce our presence in the frickin' dark lands. <laughs> yeah. Truth. Cast fireworks. <laughs> we'll just enter like we're going into fucking Gandalf. Peach by Jeb, as you're walking up into this room, you are taken by the beauty of the crystals, just as before. They're absolutely gorgeous. You notice that this large cavern, not quite as big as the one you just came from, but there are crystals embedded into the walls going off to your right, and then farther across the cavern is what looks to be a cave that leads out of this area. You don't see crystals encrusting the wall in that section that leads out. All right. I continue on. Yeah, we just keep moving. Which way should we go? We've got, like, two options, southeast or southwest, or just west. Go west. It's more colorful. All right, before you stop, real quick, I want a perception check from Wizard and Moonlight. Uh, 35. Our perceptions are not good tonight. Jeb, are you going to follow Peach Pie into this colorful room off to the west here? Yes. Okay. So as Jeb and Peach Pie are moving closer through along where this section of the cavern leads deeper in, Wizard, you hear some shifting, maybe some feet shifting on the pebble, pebbles on the cave ground, just a tiniest scrape coming from your southeast. You guys hear that? Like I heard something. What? I don't hear anything. Nobody? Nobody else heard that? I did not hear anything, Wizard. What is happening? I, I don't know. I might have smoked too much. Let's keep going. <laughs> so everybody travels off to the west. As you get closer to this area, this chime-like tune is echoing through this short hallway. And the closer you get to the source of the sound, the louder it gets. It has this musical tonal quality to it. It might be the sound that you heard originally as you walked into the caverns here with all of the crystals, but you hear it just singing loudly coming from here. Everybody go ahead and place yourself on the map in this western section. You move deeper in. As you walk in, you see something that seems really almost startling when you first see it. A Jabberwocky. A Jabberwock. The dancing Jabberwockies. In here, there's a set of stalagmites down at the bottom, or the southern end of this section, and there is a dog, actually, that's loping around this little cavern. And every time it lopes or its limbs move, you hear that singing, that crystal rubbing on crystal. And the closer you look at this dog, maybe a wolf? Wait, this thing is made out of crystals. And all of the sounds are coming from its limbs and the crystals, facets of its crystals rubbing against one another as it's moving. And it comes up and its crystal tongue lolls out of its mouth and it takes a seat right in front of Peach Pie. It's adorable. I want one. I need a picture. Tell me there's a picture. Send me the picture right now, you bitch. (laughs) Give me pictures right now. I'd like a stat block along with that picture. A stat block's picture's incoming. Before we get there, it's, it's, uh, like I said, its crystal tongue is going to kind of loll out of its mouth, and then it's going to lean back on its haunches after it sniffs Peach Pie's hand, and then it starts making a growling sound, but it's this weird, resonant, singing growling. 
Jeb. Uh, is that a DC 54? No, 34. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. It's pretty cool. Oh, it has a circus performer card. Oh my god, I love it. Uh, this is one of those times where we can say, I want one and possibly actually get it. This thing is amazing. Jeb, do your thing. I know it's a crystal, but it's a dog. It says an animal. An animal, so... Uh, it's an animal. It is an animal. Do Jeb things. We must have do this. Do your animal thing here, Jeb. How does Peach Pie tell Jeb to do it? I feel like Peach Pie's getting really excited. Or is that just David? That's just David. Could see Bernard getting really excited, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's another rainbow animal. <laughs> the Wiz is very excited as well. <laughs> Bernard wants to ride on him. Yeah, I'll just check a diplomacy right off the bat. 38. A 38. Begin to walk towards it. It gets down on all fours. Uh, you know, it does that playful stance that dogs take where it gets down and gets ready and its tail is just and wagging. It jumps at my jugular. And it, it starts loping around you and it's playing. It brings up a little rock, essentially. It brings up a little rock to you and drops it at your feet. Does this thing create gold? <laughs> <laughs> or is it it's is this it's like waste? It's waste? What do you mean? Did it poop this rock out? Does it <laughs> does it rocks. <laughs> it just drops it at your feet. It poops rocks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it does actually. It poops rocks. I want this thing to follow us around for our the, this entire book down here. I want its colorful poop. We can sell it and lie about what it is. At a, at a couple of points while you're playing with this just absolutely adorable crystal dog that doesn't bark. It doesn't bark or make any breathy sounds. It doesn't make your typical dog sounds. All the sounds it makes are these harmonic facets rubbing against one another. They're always in tune with each other somehow. I throw its ball. It lopes over to it, grabs it, brings it back, drops it at Peach Pie's feet, wags its tail. Could do this all day. This creature is simply adorable. We must take him back with us, Peach Pie. Jeb, do you think you'd want to come with us? It seems like it wants to already. With Jeb's successful wild empathy check, the crystal jackal trick is now available to you in the circus. Oh, hell yeah. An animal made of living gems creates harmonies unlike any heard before. What did you say its name was? It doesn't have a name. The name of the trick is the crystal jackal. We need to give him a name. That is the rest of tonight's session. Well, I mean, what is this Sophia! Name? Its name does say crystal jackal. Is that not its name? That's a terrible name. That's more of a description. That's a let's, let's think of an actual name. Yeah, like the way that the, the trick cards look is they're almost like, you know, a promotional poster for that performer, you know? Like, this is the Crystal Jackal, or, you know, Mordain the Magnificent Magi Magician, or whatever. Jeb, if you would like. This is going to be an absolute no. The Jackal could be your animal companion. Yep, straight up no. <laughs> I'd love it, but we got Turtle. We got Turtle. <laughs> you also gave me the opportunity to have that wolf be my companion. I did. They've given quite a few companions here. Well, wasn't uh, Leonis also able to be your animal companion? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah, Leonis. Man, I've offered you a lot of animal companions now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, why don't I get any? I think you need the companion trait. You could be friends. <laughs> take a take an archetype of some sort that gets you one. There's a Beastmaster archetype. No, it's nonsense. It actually looks kind of fun, but it, it like makes them bad. Well, you like can't like four levels each. below you. Yeah. yeah, you can't advance the companions past a certain point, but you can ha control like all of them with a single animal action. So it's good and not so good all at the same time. I feel like you'd get sad because you'd be saying bye to the animal companions because they only have like 60 HP. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. 
Yeah, this creature was originally a sod hound, which is an earth elemental. That's a dog made of rocks. But its essence reformed in the crystals near the site of its destruction. It was actually killed in this room by passing explorers. Fucking assholes. Moonlight's afraid this thing's too cute. No such thing. And no one's (laughs) going to pay attention to anything other than this thing. Because it's show adorable. It's cuter than Moonlight. Moonlight's jealous. Uh, I don't know that anybody's ever described Moonlight as cute. I would describe <laughs> Moonlight as a cutie. And as you're all standing around, talking about, hanging out with the new adorable little puppy, behind you all, filling the width of the cavern, is this large creature. This guy looks friendly as hell. Oh. Oh, he's got a skull for a hammer. Can we have one of these, too? Yeah. <laughs> Animal empathy. He is my companion now. I want to ride on his shoulder. It looks so fun. This is 100% an anime character. You cannot convince <laughs> me otherwise. No, no, I don't disagree with you. Well, I'm just glad to see he's wearing his mask. Yes. So. Yes, yes, he is wearing I'll his mask. Friend. I'm worried this is like some storm giant variant or something. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. This large creature, large in size, humanoid, has a a white shoulder cloak with baggy white trousers with dark, smoky, almost like charcoal black skin, hair, eyes, everything. It has this this dark gray tinge to it as well. It doesn't look pallid necessarily, uh, but it is a very dark gray the closer you look at it. And that coloring is consistent throughout all of the skin you can see. It even has this wicked-looking scorpion tail, almost, made out of this black, smoky extrusion that's coming out from behind him. His feet even aren't clearly defined it's almost like his feet are shadows that just melt into the ground and spread wherever it stands and it's holding this two-handed maul with a skull etched into it definitely looks like some kind of storm giant thing i don't know that's big enough to be one but it looks so cool not gonna lie also kind of sexy hello hello who are you why are you in my cavern where the Circus of Wayward Wonders. My name's Moonlight. Um, we're attempting to get through your cavern to the place beyond it. Yeah, we kind of got teleported in here. Not not sure if it was accidental or on purpose, but we just kind of appeared here. Her hands tighten on them all a little bit. Through my cavern. You intend to venture out into the Black Desert? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. She looks you all up and down with probing eyes. You all feel like you've been weighed and measured and... Hold up. It's a she? Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Dad's like, oh... I mean, I was down either way. Look at that midriff. (laughs) That's valid. Why do you need to get to the Vault of the Black Desert? Uh, We need the resident reflection off of the orb... They want us to take the orb, but I don't know if we really want to do that, but, you know. Yeah, I still vote against that. It was prophesized. Prophecies, orbs, reflections. I don't even know what you're talking about. Neither do we, really. Yeah, I was say, either do we. You sound like a bunch of crazy surface dwellers. You're correct. Leave now. Okay, yeah, we just need to go out the other door and we're good. Where you came from. Oh, uh, no, no, that... Not through my cavern. 
<laughs> uh, we teleported here. We don't know which way we. Yeah, came we don't. From. We can't go back that way. Well, then teleport your circus asses out of my cavern. Hey, no need to get all testy there. Do you know what a circus is? You should come see our show sometime. Would you like to see a performance? Perhaps it would help your sour disposition. Eyebrow cocks up, doesn't say anything, still holds them all. All right, here we go. I make a performance check and start juggling. And as I juggle, I'm going to throw some of the things that I'm juggling for the cute little dog to go chase after. Have him bring them back to me and then cycle them back into my juggling rotation and then throw them again. Already working him into the show. That's what we're doing. The thing does have 24 acrobatics, so... (laughs) Uh, I, I I actually get a 26, not a 24. That should have a plus two on it. 26. With a 26, she looks unimpressed. God damn it. Somebody with a better performance check than me get in on this. Is that really the best you have? Slay anybody? No. Moonlight's is way better. Um, well, if you like dancing, Moonlight will, like, dance around, but as they do it, they'll, like, cast shadow, like, use shadows and stuff like that to, like, flit in and out of the shadows. Let's see. This person seems like they like shadows. That's all. Based on the art, that's a good good assumption. Uh, how about a 48? A 48? Give me a diplomacy check to go with it. Uh, I'm going to re-roll that. Use that hero point. That's what I do. That's eh, a little better. 33. From a 4 to an 8 on the die. So a 33 is a success. Nice. She she does have a mask on, but you can see this small sparkle in her eyes as she's watching moonlight flit in and out of the shadows around this colorful crystal room. That's not bad dancing. I've never been to Shrain before, but I hear the Red Circus is always looking for new performers. I'd say keep your clown behind, though. Yeah, he's not very good. Each fight means well. He's much better at feats of athleticism. He is a big clown. I'm sorry, I did poorly. And my rain cloud turns on. And you drop so many juggling batons, how can you expect me to be impressed? I didn't, with a 26, I didn't drop any. All I right, just didn't fine. do it all that great. All right, fine. It wasn't impressive. Yeah, plus 20. <laughs> yeah, high level, I can't really... Can't really do that thing. We're, we're, we're level do. fifteen. Now Jeb, on the other hand, with a six on the die, getting an eight, Jeb falls and you know crack, cracks his nose <laughs> on the ground because he can't stay stay upright. It's the cat's job, not mine. All right. <laughs> turtle, turtle does all the hard heavy lifting there. To Moonlight, she says, "My name is Pashfet. I will not kill you." <laughs> oh, that is very gracious of you. I think so as well. We don't mean to be trespassing. We just are trying to get to our destination. We are somewhat lost, but... Surface dwellers, you can pass through. Thank you, and Moonlight will bow. Much appreciated. Wizard just starts walking off in a random direction. There's only one way to go. <laughs> random direction. Wizard walks into a wall. And tries <laughs> to open a door. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not, not really. I'm, I'm not wasting one of my door knockers on a wall. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> random wall here. Pashfet stands aside 
still takes up a very large amount of space in this hallway and then motions with their hand for you to pass through. There's something really quiet and slow and menacing about it. A sense motive. Yeah, go ahead and give me a sense motive check. (laughs) Natural one. Well, it's super trustworthy. Random person you just met down here in the dark lands for the first time. My own light goes walking right by. Luckily, luckily I'm small. My own light goes walking right by. Who goes next? I'll go by them. I start to walk by and I hand her some munchies as I walk by. She stands in your way. What? Hi. She knows you, you goofy moonlighter. My, my, my friends are... And I, like, reach over and, like, under <laughs> and, like... My, my, but my, my friends... I thought that you were all performers. Despite the lackluster performance from your clown friend, at least he tried. Hey, back off the clown, all right? <laughs> I, I normally, like, do whatever's needed. Like, I'll, I'll be, like, the barker and hype them up. Sometimes I blow stuff up. Other times I uh, lead the band. Like, I, I'm just kind of... I don't know if I'm in the circus, okay? <laughs> He's a little eclectic, you know? A little of everything. And then I got this ooze, and I just hold up my hand, and the ooze bounces like a yo-yo. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, cocks an eyebrow up, but then steps aside to let you pass. Thank you. And then finally, Jebediah as well. Doesn't want to fucking fight me? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys! Say yes. something to me, bitch! <laughs> the answer to that is yes. Yes, they want to fight you. Let's throw hands! Let's dance in a different way than I just did. Did the puppy follow? The puppy would follow Jeb. Damn straight. Moonlight's getting the heck out of here. And then once you all pass Pashfet, just steps quicken until you exit the cavern. Just like, okay, bye! <laughs> it's nice to meet you! Did my spell slime perk up at all as I passed by Pashvet? Did she have magic on her? The answer to that... She looks like so much magic. You mean the lightning coursing through her body into her fucking axe? I mean, hammer? (laughs) Nah, not magic at all. Yep. Yarp. That's what I did now. Then as you all are hurrying away, Pashvet's walking behind you as you're hurrying through her cavern here and she keeps pace with you at the end and as she reaches the edge of the the cavern she yells out to you and she says watch out for the blight burn oh the druid said something about that and then she turns and walks back into the cavern I wonder if that means we're supposed to take these potions now what do I know about blight burn Blight burn sickness. Blight burn radiation is what it is. The radiation is what's emitted from the walls of the vault of the black desert. Uh, you have not come to that. The blight burn crystals are easily recognizable by their sickly green sparkle, and they emit this dim green light. You certainly don't see anything like that now. Then moving on, we continue exploring. And so 
we begin, Lord of the Black Sands, Book 5 of The Extinction Curse. We've already met an adorable crystal animal circus performer. I don't think this place is going to be all that bad, right? It'll be fine, right? Just like how we thought there was no way 2021 could be any worse than 2020. Fuck me, I can't believe it's already the end of the year. And look at that, our first drop of 2022 will be Extinction Curse, Episode 100. Happy New Year! Thank you to all of you for joining us on this adventure. And as we begin the final third of this AP, we just want to thank you all for joining us. What twists and turns and mayhem still await the Circus of Wayward Wonders? Find out next time as we continue The Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.